This is HPR episode 2140 entitled Vim Plugins I Use and is part of the series Vim Hints. It is posted by BEZ and is about 27 minutes long. The summary is, in this episode, I talk about Vim Plugins as I drive home from work. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Purple Radio fans, this is Be Easy once again, signing in for another episode. Now, I'm currently working with Dave Morris on the GNU Auk series, but I figured I'd throw in a little extra show because I know we still need shows, and I wanted to try something new. Right now, I am actually driving at, hmm, I'll just say, the local speed limit in my car with one of my headbuds in and the speaker on and I figured I'd try a mobile episode going directly into my phone through the just generic sound recorder app and here we go so please excuse me for if I have to get interrupted or for your beeps or screeches or I die in a car crash hopefully that won't happen but I want to try something new so Here's my show. It's about my Vim plugins. Now, this show is specifically for people who are interested in the Vim text editor. Uh, I'm a big fan of Vim. I almost write exclusively in Vim and hate when I have to use a word processor or a spreadsheet or some other type of way of documenting things that isn't in plain text. But I do it when I have to, but when I don't, I use Vim. And there's a bunch of things that I use um, besides the default installation of Vim. And I thought I'd share them because why not? And I don't know if I'm going to get to all of them because, like I said, I'm driving and I'm not going off of any type of script or anything. But I figured I'd try and do my best off the top of my head see if I remember what I remember about my Vim setup so a lot of what I do in Vim is uh, obviously writing I write a lot of notes in Markdown I also edit a lot of text including code and uh, various data files as well as um, CSV files and other delimited files and I use a, a bunch of different plugins to make that process easier so uh, 
a bunch of the plugins that I'm going to talk about, and I hope I remember them all, but T. Pope, Tim Pope, is an author of a bunch of them, so if you go to T. Pope's GitHub page, I'm pretty sure it's just github.com slash T. Pope, you'll see a lot of Vim plugins, including repeat, Vim Repeat, Surround Vim, and probably some others. I think I'm using... I'm not using Tim Pope's Vim Markdown anymore. Now I'm using Plastic Boys. So there's, okay, there we go. Already three. So Vim Surround, uh, Vim Repeat, and I know there's another one, Speed speed Dating, and then, like I said, Vim Markdown, and there's another one called Vim Markdown Folding. Hopefully I'll go back and listen to this and add all these things to the notes. But these are a bunch of plugins that I use almost every day. So Surround Vim or Vim Surround is a way of um, using, it's basically making shortcuts on putting text or some type of symbols to surround existing text. Some of this text includes parentheses, um, single quote, double quotes, brackets of all sorts. And it's very useful when you are coding or even working in Markdown and you want to you have a, a group of text that's surrounded by single quotes and you want to change it to double quotes or you have some text that's not quoted at all. You want to put quotes around it or put brackets around it or put parentheses around it. Uh, that's the job of Vim Surround. Another one, like I said, is Vim Repeat. There's a lot of plugins that, I mean, there's a lot of native functionality that you can repeat and just by hitting the dot command. And then a lot of Tim Pope's uh, little um, plugins work in a way where if you just use the native functionality, the dot command wouldn't work anymore. But being a great person, he also made a plugin called Repeat, Vim Repeat. And it takes a lot of his uh, plugins and makes it so that the dot command works on them. Basically turning a lot of the uh, items into text objects and making it so that you can use dot to repeat the function. Which is great. Um, So I I haven't even tried to use the temple plugins without Vim Repeat because it just seemed why would you not want that if you're going to use those? Uh, what else did I say? Uh, speed dating is a way that uh, so a native functionality in Vim is a way that you can imp- increment or decrement a number or numeric va- value by using Control A or Control X in normal mode. And I almost forgot, I wanted to give a um, little bit of a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode, that if you're not interested in Vim, I'm sorry, but it's very interesting to me, and so you could probably just, you know, skip this episode. But there's some people who like it, and including me, and there's, and there's a bunch of other people, so why not talk about it? Anyway, so going along with, oh look, I think I can stop driving and park now. Great. Parking lot at Costco. That'll work. So, uh, along with Vim speed dating and 
uh, surround that vim. I also use a plugin called um, Tabular, which is, and actually, I don't know why I still use two. I use Align-Vim and Tabular as ways to align text in different formats. So a lot of what I do in Markdown, I make tables, and to make the tables, I use the pipe delimiting tables in, in GitHub flavored Markdown. And to make it look nice in a text file, you can line up all the pipes together so that they look like columns. And to do that by hand is really annoying, and I, you could write your own macro to do it, but there's also the tabular plugin that does it pretty easily. There's also the align plugin that does a lot more. So I use the tabular plugin the most because it's the most simple and the one whose um, commands I remember off the top of my head. But if you want to do a lot of complex um, aligning where you want to go right justified, left justified, centered, using multiple or complex delimiters in between your, your columns, Vim Align is, is a better choice for you. But like I said, I don't use it as much as I used to, and I'm not quite sure why I still have it installed. I used to use it when I used to do more programming that was not Python, but since I like to follow PEP8 pretty closely, I don't do crazy stuff with aligning assigned characters like you do in other languages where you want to line up all the equal signs in the row so that it looks all pretty. Um, so I don't really use um, the align vim anymore, but I still have it installed. Um, what else? So I just switched from Powerline to Airline, which is a tool that controls your prompt at the bottom of your screen. So the regular status line in Vim is like the last two, one or two lines at the bottom of your terminal or GVim screen. Or if you're using Mac or whatever, whatever, the iTerm, whatever you're using. It's the last couple of lines and it. You can control your status lines. It's a pretty way of, of, and a pretty cool looking way of controlling your status line. Like I said, I just switched from Vim Powerline, which is kind of outdated now, to Airline, and I'm happy with it so far. It has a lot more options when it comes to theming and making it look pretty. So, you know, I'm not, I don't really, I didn't really need all the prettiness, but it's nice to have. It matches my regular theme that I use, which is Groovebox. So I have a Groovebox theme and a Groovebox Airline theme, and it looks really nice together. Um... Once again, like I said before, I use Plastic Boy's uh, Vim Markdown theme, which adds some extra functionality, including some extra um, leader key maps and ways of with short, quick shortcuts to adjust the header line. So if I want to go from an H2 to an H1, or vice versa, or going the other way, or turning a line into a um, into an image tag or a link tag. It's very nice. Another one that goes alongside of that one is Vim Markdown Folding, which adds um, some extra folding, uh, uh, like text folding functionality in Markdown. So I like to use the nested folding type folding uh, folding type, which means that if I have an H1, you know, header one, 
and I have a whole bunch of headers underneath of that, subheaders underneath of that, I can do ZA and collapse them all down to just one line. And so sometimes when I have, like I write all types of documents, sometimes the documents are a couple hundred lines long and I can collapse an entire heading down to one line and have the whole file with all the H1s just there and I can quickly just go down three keys and be at you know hundreds of lines down the down the file because it's all collapsed very nice plugin to use what else can I remember off the top of my head um, I have a, uh, a plugin that um, manages so it's probably gonna be useless to most people but I have a plugin that's for it's for reading RDF syntax or so anytime if, if you're working with a semantic web building ontologies or taxonomies you work with turtle files RDF XML files it just goes highlighting to those files which is pretty neat uh, one that I just started using is a plugin called uh, Vim CSV or CSV Vim and it's a way of doing some cool highlighting and gives a lot of functionality using delimited files. So if it'll automatically recognize different delimiters. So if it's a CSV file or if it's a pipe delimiter file, automatically match those. And you don't, it doesn't have to be lined up, but it'll automatically color code the different columns. So if it's all, you know, if you don't format the file, different lines are going to be different lengths for a specific column and you'll be able to easily just by eye see the different columns because it alternates color every other column and it gives you functionality where you can move the entire column over you can search going down in the column instead of going through the entire file you can duplicate a column you can delete a column so some really cool functionality um, in that plugin uh, what else let me see I use a lot of plugins, I just realized. Control P is a great plugin for doing a fuzzy search on a file name. Um, so you can do, you know, as the name of it implies, Control P, and then start typing some text, and then the quick fix menu at the bottom, you'll get a list of files that fuzzy match that whatever text you typed. Um, there's also Control T. I don't use that one, but it's another one that's very similar. Um, another one I use is ACK-Vim. So I talked about in a previous episode the command ACK, and ACK-Vim brings the ACK command into Vim. So you can just go colon capital ACK ACK, and then type in string, and in the quick fix menu below, it'll do ACK. And you can choose out of all the files that are listed below on the lines listed below. You can just check on them and click, I'll go down and click enter or click S and click T and open up that file at that line in a new tab or the same window or in a split window. So find that very useful um, because I work a lot in, like I said, doing notes and stuff. And so sometimes I'll be in a directory and I'll just go, hmm, I know somewhere in this directory, or maybe I'm not in the directory I want to, I'll just CD into the directory I, I want to go into, and then say, I know somewhere in the directory I wrote some notes about Nmap. 
So I'll just go colon ack nmap and then all the files where I have nmap um, in, in the text, I'll find it. One of the benefits of using plain text files is that indexing the text is very fast and, and built into Unix-like systems. I know you could do similar things in Windows, but you have to do like the whole indexing thing and then read all those binary files. So it's just easier to write in plain text. Okay, a couple more that I use include um, Python mode because I do a lot of stuff in Python nowadays. And Python mode, especially if you have a newer version of Vim that's been compiled with Python 3 and you use Python 3 and you go into Python mode, you get to get basically an IDE type experience in Python. That in the combination of the next one, which is UltaSnips, which is another Python enabled way to bring in snippets. So I use uh, Vim snippets and um, and UltaSnips in combination with Python mode to get a IDE type experience and tab completion inside of Vim. Uh, in Python, but uh, AltaSnips works with a lot of languages and it's extensible, so you can add your own snippets to any language that you want to. It uses Vim's um, built-in file type detection to give you, um, you know, what you want to add in a specific situation. So, for instance, the shebang or like the, the hash exclamation point and then tab and a bash file it'll put bin bash after if you hit tab complete at that level it'll do bin bash following if you do it in python it'll do user bin of python if you do it in other languages it'll follow suit so it is um file type aware and with python you get a lot of extra things like um, when you're building a class or a def or, or a function and you do like class and then tab or def class, it'll automatically put in doc strings for you to fill in. So it encourages you to put in documentation and, and comment your code as you go, which is very nice. And you use control B, I think, and control Z to like go to the next place in your the next stop in your tab completion. So if you go class, tab, it'll go to the name of the class and you type in the name. If you control B again, it'll go inside the bracket so you can say what arguments you want to pass. If you control tab again, it'll go to the doc string. Control B again, it'll go to the init function and, tell, and ask you how you want to initialize. Sometimes it's a little bit overboard when you're trying to do something simple. But if you're doing something really formal, it's really nice to have all that functionality. Um, so a couple other ones from Tim Pope, Nerd Tree and Nerd Commenter. So Nerd Tree, along with um, all those other things I've been saying, Python mode and everything else, really gets you into a nice little de uh, development environment. Uh, Nerd Tree puts a, a tree view um, on the left-hand side of your screen so you can 
it's like a little file explorer and a tree format so you can go through your the files and the folders and, and pick different files and bookmark the different ones and and uh, open them in new tabs open them in split windows all from there um, nerd commenter is a way to it's a file type aware way of commenting your code so you can click the same key combination and it will comment code in bash and html and python and ruby and javascript no matter what language you do you can use the same couple of keys and it'll, and it'll put in the right letters that are characters at the beginning of the line to comment it out it's very useful uh, one more I think it's by Tim Pope as well is um, uh, Vim unimpaired very useful it, uh, it allows you to use a key combination of uh, open and close square bracket and a letter to do lots of different types of functionality for instance if you're in uh, it depends on once again it's file type aware it depends on what type of file you're in but if you do um, for instance if you do back uh, or open bra uh, square bracket space it'll put a space it'll put a, a, a new line above your current cursor if you do the opposite bracket and space it'll do a new line after your current bracket, uh, after your current cursor place. If you do open bracket B, it'll switch to the next buffer. It's the same as B next. If you do the other way, it'll do B previous. So it, it's a nice way of, of, and the reason why it's called unimpaired, it's a way that you can use, it's a lot of paired combinations of keys. So C next is control, is, is open square bracket C and close is and C previous is the opposite bracket C um, you can do the same thing with um, a lot of there's a lot of different combinations including um, I don't know if this is built-in functionality or a part of the extension where we're doing um, spelling correction Bre open bracket s is going to the next word that's wrong so very useful it actually builds upon a lot of the native functionality with the square brackets and adds a lot more items in context. Every once in a while I have to go through and and just to uh, go to the help section because I really like all these plugins but I sometimes forget what they all do or I find myself only using a small percentage of their functionality so every once in a while I'll go into the help and find some other nice little thing to do and do some more of that oh and then one bonus I don't use it on all my computers but I use it on one and that is VimWiki it's a way and I'm thinking about using it more I'm trying I'm thinking about replacing all the markdown that I do with with wiki um, with DocuWiki I think it's DocuWiki that it does and it's it has a lot of key bindings to like make linking to other files and creating um formatting very quick 
but it uses, um, like I said, a wiki format. So if you do square bracket, square bracket, and then type in text and then square bracket, square bracket, it'll automatically make that into a link. And then if that file already exists, it'll link, it'll go to it. If it doesn't exist, it'll make it. I mean, just use the, the VimWiki stuff that I, like I, I use when I'm, I, I keep a journal in VimWiki format. And I've been writing in it for the last maybe six months. And it really, like, I really love Markdown, but it's almost worth switching to uh, writing in Wiki or MediaWiki because of VimWiki. I really enjoy it. It has a lot of good functionality with to-do lists where kicking a, a, a key combination will allow a to-do item to either go checked or unchecked, or if you put in the advanced version of to-do, it'll go from uncomplete to 25% complete to 50% complete to 75% to all the way complete just by toggling that button over and over again. Um, it makes doing um, formatting and working with tables really nice. When you click tab, it goes to the next column. If you click enter, it goes to the next line in the column. It's really nice for in a lot of circumstances. And like I said, I just I just don't use it for everything. And it, but it really makes me want to. I just don't want to reformat everything. It's probably one thing that's holding me back right now. And as one extra bonus, the plugin manager that I use is Pathogen. Um, just because it's easy, all you have to do is just git clone the different uh, plugins into your .vim slash bundle folder, or if you're using Windows, the vim files slash bundle folder, and then what it basically does is it puts, um, I believe the way it works, it at least the way it looks like it works, it, it, is that it puts, um, it has the same folder structure as the main.vim folder. So you have like a, a docs folder, which has your um, your help file in it, and then it has the auto, the FT plugin, and the FT indent, and the syntax, and all the different regular files, uh, folders in there. And I think it, it either does it or it pretends to basically do dynamic linking to those other folders saying if you're if I'm inside of for instance Python mode and I see a folder called FT detect pretend that this FT detect folder was in my regular .vim folder and so just so treat it just like it was a part of a, a, a standard configuration of vim so it makes it really easy to manage and I keep all my um, configuration in my Git repository, which if I remember, I will reference in the uh, show notes. But okay, this is my uh, bonus podcast episode for this month. Um, I will be continuing following up Mr. Morris on the AUK series, but I want to give this just because I was in the car driving back from a client and I'm opening my garage now, made it home. So this is be easy. Signing out. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. 
We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Heka Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.